Hey yo rollers, it's your boy Jay Malt. If you like original tabletop RPG adventures, join our Patreon for all original content like one page dungeons, one shot adventures, as well as original monsters, traps, and items. We create new stuff every month so that even if your DM isn't fully prepared, you can save the day. Check us out at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. Oh, so the gosh. reason the reason I don't like that as a as a tall person is ten out of ten times that somebody who is also tall goes two arms low on me. They're picking me up. They're going to pick me up. It's uh. almost a hundred percent. And it's you know what? I'm really easy to pick up. It doesn't really phase me that much. But it's also one of those things where it's like, if you want, you can just ask. I you know I I don't. It doesn't really bother me. And I but. Also, if if they're going to lift you, they should be like, let me lift you. And then they stand like 15 yards back and they hold their hands up in the air. Yes. And then you run forward. Thank and they you. Hold you aloft. Thank like, you. That's all I want. If yeah. you know. Yeah, that's all I want. It's either that or we're at a Phoenix show and I'm going to go crowd surfing and you're going to go peace and throw me and then whatever. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll. A fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. All right, now things have gotten a little wild here at Daily Crier. Uh, I'm not sure where these uh, creatures came from, but they've taken down our outer defenses. Uh, not that we've ever had to use them before. One of them is charging. Charging what? Us. Outstanding. I'll try to be quick. Well, the party is finally getting some time to relax after their temple delve. And after some discussion, especially about dealing with their their own aftermath, that is, uh, they split up to resolve their own errands. Solinar searches the back streets for signs of his friend, Locke. Boat and Koza head off to have an awkward brunch. Ugh. And Johannes looks for a popcorn factory. He finds a whimsical gnome seemingly willing to sponsor orphaned children. Ain't that nice? You are certain. These walls will hold out. Well, I didn't build them, but I know what did, and I'm pretty confident. Finish your broadcast. Power may go out soon. Will the party be able to fix the damage they've made over their journeys? Will they be more careful or thoughtful going forward? Stay tuned, and as always, y'all take... Solinar, when last we left you, you had been waiting at this, like, old kind of rundown, but still sort of nice hostel with a dwarven woman who had said, while she did not see the name lock on her register, she did have a lot of names that she thought were probably aliases. And the description, while didn't immediately ring a bell, didn't seem to have her go, no, I haven't seen anybody like that. She is going to come out... Uh, with a concerned and slightly annoyed look on her face. I don't know if your friend is the one 
that I thought he might be, but he has jumped out without paying his room. Did he leave anything in the room? You're welcome to go look. Okay, I tell you what. If this is the guy I'm looking for... I'm probably going to regret this. I will pay... It was just a night, right? Just one night? Yes. I will pay his hotel bill. But, but by all means, take whatever is in there for, that you'd like. All right. So Th- that was his. Him. That was his. That was his. Well, I'm noticing a lot of nails and things in here. It's kind of like you don't trust your clientele or something. It's mostly so that they don't rearrange the furniture again. I had an incident. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the redecorators are a crafty gang. <laughs> just love the idea that there's just like... This this really notorious gang and their big thing is at all of their burglaries, the same way that the wet bandits left on the sinks that they just show up and they just rearrange your house. I like I like Tinkerhaven being some sort of the Warriors esque version of New York with hyper specific <laughs> gangs. Like the you got the orphans, you got the Turnbull LC ACs, you got the Moonrunners, you got the redecorators. They're just sitting outside when you close up business. Like, you should have paid your protection money. And then you're like, wait, no. And you step back inside and everything's changed. <laughs> they're sitting there like, and, and it's and they set it up like a like an HGTV show where they're like, well, the thing that we did was we took all of your <laughs> all of your chairs and we moved them into this room with the bay window. So it's now an open concept. <laughs> We removed all of the cushions from your chairs so that they'd be significantly more aesthetically pleasing, but also way less comfortable. We replaced all your furniture with IKEA furniture so you'll never be able to pronounce it when people ask you what it is. (laughs) We heard that you... I don't know why I sound like a carnival barker, but we heard that you were born and raised in Tinkerhaven, so we turned your entire house into an open concept warehouse full of boxes. What's in the boxes? We don't know. We also painted a mural. We replaced your industrial light figures with even more industrial light figures, which have open sparks and spark. <laughs> this is now starting to turn into Pimp My Ride. It's like, <laughs> yo, I, was- I heard you like industrial light fixtures. So we put industrial light fixtures on your industrial light fixtures so you can bright while you bright. <laughs> uh, quick, quick fun fact before we get back to sensible things. Did you know that Pimp My Ride very frequently, first of all, would make people pay for a lot of the design work mm-hmm. that went into their cars. And second of all, that the majority of cars they worked on were not street legal to drive. After right. They were and then, Some of them weren't even drivable. Yeah. <laughs> and they had still had bad engine problems and stuff. So you get stuck with this car that it's not like you can't rely on it, but it's also got like $10,000 worth of sh- worth of shit in it. It's <laughs> like, very it's scandalous. Like so he's like, yeah, I can play PS2 in my car, but it still doesn't run. I still can't get the engine to start. I just imagine. Like, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with that, man. I imagine the post roll of that TV show, which unfortunately I've never seen it. But it, you go to the credits. I imagine post rolls just people unplugging things out of their car and just walking them to their house. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just like credits are rolling. You just see this guy lugging stuff. He's sweating. He's like, oh, the worst. The ending theme of Sound of Silence begins to play. Yeah, his jinkos are dragging on the ground a little too much. And they're getting that little fray cuff on the edge. No, not the jinkos. I know. Pour one out. Yeah, I I am never going to miss the feeling of getting the back of my jean legs in water. Mm. It's the worst sense. I'm sure that's not anything you've ever experienced, Alon, since like you have always been 90 feet tall. Yeah, but, but I used to. I I also don't have a waist, and I used to wear my jeans at like my quads, <laughs> <laughs> so that I could be fashionable, even though I couldn't find jeans that fit me. So, Me jeans. Yeah, it was. I mean, hey, I'm from Atlanta. I mean, I really am. <laughs> All right, Perfect. focus. We gotta yeah. focus. Uh, do I need to roll investigation for rummaging around inside Locke's room? Ye. I got a thirteen. You you start turning around the the room a little bit. Like you lift the pillows, you pull the sheets off of the bed. You're not able to find a whole lot. You are able to find a couple of strands of red hair, so you're fairly certain that Locke was probably here. And you are able to find a scrawled note that looks like it had been caught on the windowsill, which is based off of your knowledge of it, probably how Locke got out. It's been caught on a nail, so some of it is illegible. But what you can read says, took a ship through the Crescent Sea, heading to Marine. And it doesn't appear that this is like a, a a note he left for like somebody to know where he's going. It appears that it's been like scrawled very quickly as a memo. Well, it is nice to see that he's kept up his journaling habit. It is not nice to see that in the last like six years, his handwriting has not improved at all. Terrible handwriting. Uh, Josh, you know what they say about glass houses and role-playing people play- throwing stones? What? Solonar's handwriting is great. It's, it's, his, his use of language is poor, but his handwriting is fantastic. Uh, Solonar's going to return to the front desk and be like, Oh, it's my guy. Uh, what, what, what's the, we're talking like five silver or? Oh, it's just two silver. Two silver. Okay. Can you break a gold? No. I know it's early in the day. No. I cannot. You can't. You have no change. I I can see what I have. Here, give it to me. Solinar puts a single gold on the counter and just like eyeballs the woman suspiciously. She takes it. She looks at it. She bites it. She checks it again. Oh, it's real. It's not terribly safe to have such high denominations. Well, when you do as much tomb raiding as me and my group do, you don't end up with a whole lot of small change. I beg your pardon? Tomb raiding. We raid tombs. Your grave robbers? No. We go into ancient artifact sites and we steal things from people who have been dead for a very long time. It's very different. It's archaeology is my understanding. Look, if you're not carrying at least a gold piece on you, how are you supposed to buy a potato from the street vendor? <laughs> oh my god. So rude to me. It's not my fault that I'm bad at math. I like it. I honestly, I mean, I, I think it's a magical world making everything like make no sense. I'm in. Alon cares about one thing and one thing only, and that is it is as close to his natural home, the Feywild, as I can make it. <laughs> I love it. 
She is going to be able to produce the change, but she looks warily at you as she pushes the small bag towards you. Small bag? It's only supposed to be eight silver. Yeah, but she's not just going to, like, hand you a fistful of coins. I was going to say, is it, like, three silver and, like, 40 copper? Yeah, she's, she's like, paper or plastic. Yeah. Three paper clips. (laughs) A small dead fly. It is going to be the accurate amount, but it is going to be in some copper. Okay. Solonar's like, a pleasure doing... You know what? For your trouble. And he puts in, he puts one of the silver back on the counter. She takes it. Thank you very much, sir. And then, I hope you find your shirtless, bescoffed friend. I appreciate that. It sounds like it'll be more challenging than I would have liked, but so be it. And he's going to trudge back out into the streets and head back to Sophia's place, probably stopping at, like, some sort of street food cart on the way and picking up some kind of handheld deliciousness. Oh, a potato. A handheld potato. Oh, for only a gold. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are so terrible. Uh, I was, honestly, maybe this is all the Yakuza I've been playing, but I just picture, like, there being a takoyaki cart somewhere in Tinkerhaven and Solonar being like, this is interesting. And then being like, oh my God, this is delicious. I never want to eat anything else. With all the steam and science going on in Tinkerhaven, how have they not yet discovered electricity from a potato? You don't they know have. that they haven't. Yeah, come on. They absolutely well, why would have. you be eating batteries then? Why would that be a local delicacy? <laughs> Cheap and renewable? <laughs> Who's eating batteries? Warforged. I I follow where Brandon's going with this. It's Warforged, man. You're going to eat a battery. What what you don't know, Brandon, is that if you go out to the potato farms that are to the north, Mm -hmm. uh, you find that they're also essentially like wind farms. (laughs) I think (laughs) everything is plugged into potatoes. Potato farms to the north is where my parents told me my pet potato went when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) It had the biggest, wettest eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we sent him up to Volley to play with all the other potatoes. Aww, I hope he's still having fun. He still writes me. Comes yes. from my home address, but he still writes. <laughs> yes, you know, Mister. Yes, you know, Mister Potato Head. Uh, he got arrested recently. They they caught him with a bunch of hash. I was gonna say, I, there's only one place that this goes, and if it. <laughs> I. And you know, but do you know where he was hiding it? (laughs) (laughs) Under his hat? In his false nose. (laughs) I like how the thing that has brought Brandon the most joy this entire night was his own Mr. Potato Head joke. Mm -hmm. There's also like no way that there's not like some other form of that toy in Alaria or the world (laughs) anywhere in Virian, really. Because it's literally just, it was originally, there was no plastic body. Originally, it was like, here's some eyes and stuff, and you put them in a potato. And then the potato would rot, and then you'd get your stuff back. Well, so it's just a snowman for all seasons. Can you imagine the existential horror of you're playing with your doll one day, and then, like, you're like, oh, yeah, my potato. And then you, like, go to pick up your potato, and he just, like, melts in your hand. You know, that might just be the kind of thing that like what my mom used to do with me with my childhood goldfish 
which make, is re- make them melt in your hand. Jesus, no, re- remo- remove the expired ones and replace them with non-expired ones, and hope that the child doesn't notice. You didn't learn any lessons about death through that, and acceptance. Yeah, I, I, I need so much therapy still. Uh, I have the men- memory of a goldfish, so it really works out well for me. <laughs> It's like, no, my childhood pet. I've loved you so much. So do you want to talk about Sparky? Who? Yeah. Ooh, a rock. <laughs> Let's... Where does Alon end and Johannes begin? <laughs> about three feet off the ground. <laughs> At the knees. Yeah. <laughs> so Solinar is going to head back to Sophia's. Uh, Koza, Boat, after your breakfast and your discussion of how best to monetize the labor of the youths, is that is that where we were? I'm, is that what it was happening? I'm picturing since Koza very specifically said this sounds like a you problem, that Boat just keeps trying to broach the subject with different ideas and Koza just keeps shrugging at him and no. continuing to eat his pancakes. No, Boat, he knows when to give up on this one. <laughs> He's not going to win Koza over. That door is yep. koza to him. That didn't Earth, work. That oh, God. Oh, come nope. on, man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Koza, since, you know... Boat has tried unsuccessfully to woo you to his capitalist side. Uh, what are you? Where are you at? What you doing, buddy? How's, how's it going? Just how's it trying to stuff my face with Aren't we all? this these pancakes. How how big are the stacks? So the stacks are surprisingly high. Roll investigation. They, yeah, how many C's? <laughs> they are at least three three C's high. Whoa. Though notably, the pancakes individually are also very thick. They are more souffle style pancakes Some than thick cakes. <laughs> Some dummy uh, cakes. I rolled a 13 for stack size. Uh, so it is three souffle pancakes high. Okay, cool. And I'm thinking really like the Japanese souffle pancakes. Yeah, like the, those thick pancakes. Yeah, those thick cakes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to town on these things. <laughs> um... <laughs> What? Nothing. <laughs> Just got your face buried in some thick cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and Koza is frustrated. Like he, he doesn't even want he's he said they, that we just finished this this what should have been a triumphant moment of like getting another relic. But now we're once again stuck with this situation that's our own fault. What do you mean the consequences of my actions don't Um, go away when I do an unrelated good deed? Well, not his actions. It's Boat's actions. Well, it's almost Uh, like you're alone with Boat and can talk to him about stuff. Yeah, he's already already had that say, though, of, like, Boat needs to fix it. Um... Koza's gonna leave Boat with the bill. <laughs> this is not gonna help our money acquiring goal. I'm sorry, were you not expected to pay the bill to begin with? I mean, I thought we were going Dutch. <laughs> what is what is going Dutch in Virian? Is it going Boris? <laughs> it's gotta be. <laughs> no. No, that's when the I, state I pays for it. I cannot emphasize enough how the Boris Empire is not just Russia. <laughs> It's all the Soviet Socialist Republics. Brandon! 
<laughs> uh, you know what? Going going Dutch would be uh, Ocean Varian because they've already split their country up into a bunch of little <laughs> a bunch of little warlord fiefdoms. Yeah. I don't like where this is going, and I currently don't like where it is. So let's go ahead and mosey. <laughs> Cause, so you're basically just annoyed at boat and stick him with the bill and don't really engage him in conversation. Yeah, I mean, well, I think that man, I've had some relationships that have gotten to that phase, and that's usually oh. that's usually not a good sign for the longevity there. I, I guess. Hmm. Okay, so I think before he leaves, um, so boat, how are you going to do it? Get the money. This can't be just a one-time payment. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't really answer your question because I don't know what the plan's going to be just yet. Do you have a thought? I mean, a concrete one? No. I got to figure something out, though. I hope it's something... I hope it's something good. I, I, I really think what you did was wrong. Well, I appreciate your opinion and your perspective on the situation, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. It was definitely a misstep, and... I'm trying to figure out how to make it right. Or at least make it better. Okay. But I, I will not run from the responsibility of this. Or pass it off on other people. Much like Koza is about to pass the bill of the entire meal onto you. <laughs> Koza's like, oh, I gotta go wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I need to go to the bathroom. And then he goes to the bar and order. It's like, I need, I need you to call me a cab. <laughs> Because right. his cell phone actually rang a minute ago. It was a rescue call that he had set up in advance for this. <laughs> Moving to Johannes. Johannes, you have walked out of the popcorn and candy factory with a stack of papers that have been described to you as a proposal for fundraising and profit sharing. Huzzah! I have a stack of papers and I'm ready to fundraise some profit sharing. That's I'm ready to profit off sharing fundraisers. Wait. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm ready to profit off of fundraisers. <laughs> I'm ready to fund some profit sharers. Yeah, that's it. Let's do this. I'm walking straight to the nearest orphanage. <laughs> okay, that'll be a little ways away. Are you sure you don't want to meet up with your buddies first, or are we starting the Yohannes Odyssey? Of scholastic book sales and popcorn boxes. The Yohodacy. Mm. The Yohodacy. Mm, soon seems to be pushing me towards my friends, which is where <laughs> I need to go anyways. That's smart. Thank you, Soon. Okay, I'm off, but I'm making sure I'm keeping my hands on both sides of these stacks of papers, so that way, if it's windy, that I can hold them all. Johannes doesn't want to be a Disney cartoon short. Uh, well, if you lose one stack, then slowly you're going to lose each one as you're trying to pick up another one. And then by the end, you'll have just one. And it will say, invitation to the ball. And I'll be like, man, that's not popcorn. <laughs> we can't do another big party, Johannes. Hey, we can't. Not again. It's not popcorn. So I go to my the potion master's house. Sophia. And I say, ring-a-ding, ding-a-dong. I'm Johannes, and I come bearing paperwork. <laughs> Alita kind of, like, looks up from where she's sitting on the couch. 
Paperwork for what? The uh, fu profit funders in the Sherathon. It happens once a Sunday. Uh, Johannes, can I read that? Of course. <laughs> it says Amway in big letters. No! <laughs> it is at this point, Koza, that you will have returned home, having left boat at the at the diner. If there's one good thing about having almost no friends in high school, it's that I don't get any uh, MLM solicitations. Koza, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you return to see Johannes and Alita going over sheafs of paper. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, hello. Hello. Koza, how are you doing? Oh, fine. You know, I really hope Bo can sort this out. The, the yeah. So do I. Has this been eating at you? Well, uh, of course. He didn't need to do that, and, and now I don't know how he fixes it. I don't either. And so what, we just leave things worse? I mean, my understanding was that we were going to split up the reward we got from Mel for Melody give part of it to the boy whose father got unfortunately killed during the incident at the party and the rest of it would go to the orphanage that I don't want to say we defunded because I was not a part of it but we defunded right which is the one us paying for it one time isn't going to fix it the only way that we can fix it is by putting it back how it was I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't see why they can't, why trial by wrestling to decide policy doesn't strike me as how any town that lasts longer than a week does things. I can't imagine that they haven't done something to change the policy or find another method or. It just, it seems. Odd. Do we actually know if they stuck with the, the, the rule change? You do not know. Alex knows. Alex does know. Wait, say, say that one more time. What part? The part about... Just the whole part. The, the whole part of what? <laughs> of, um... That it wouldn't make sense for them just to... To, to change their... Their... Their laws? I mean, it, it wouldn't. That do, There are a lot of things that happen outside of the glade that do not make sense to me. Just because I think it's stupid does not mean that that is not how things work. Um, where's the nearest post office? <laughs> Sophia kind of like leans out. Uh, why? Uh, I... uh it, yeah, it's just going to be over uh, three blocks down to your left. Okay, um, uh, cause it's going to go. Did, um, did Boat leave any money behind? <laughs> Doubt it, but Boat. Boat tipped. He's not. No, 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 no. Like in the in Sophia's place. Oh, no. Does he have? Oh, he has all his his gold on. Yeah, he's not. Every time he steps, you hear just a jingle. I'm gonna have to get a reimbursement, but um, save your receipts. Uh, Koza's gonna go to the post office. I'm assuming they have like magic IRS. I imagine he has like, or they have like postcard materials. Like, if you want to send a postcard, they do now because that's yeah, amusing to uh, me. And the cost is negligible enough that I'm not gonna 
deal with it. Um. So yeah, Koza Koza's gonna to to write to pin a, a quick letter. Uh, uh, dear governing body of what was the name of the town again? Cinderdale. Governing body of Cinderdale. I am writing to inquire in regards to your policies of the effects of wrestling on legislation. To... I hope too that the letter actually includes Koza's hesitations. There's like a 700 ellipses. <laughs> uh, in regards to I am I am writing to inquire um your current method uh, writing to inquire about your current methods for funding uh, orphan care in your town. I would appreciate a reply as quick as possible. I have included return postage for an express delivery. Thank you very much. You sound and like then, you're a representative um, of PETO, the people for the ethical treatment of orphans. Your friend, no. Since it, no. Best friend, no. These are all written down, scratched out. This is magical. Um, I hope you have a good day. Koza. Period. I'm glad. Thank you for including the punctuation. <laughs> I would have never known otherwise. I think uh, that was the only punctuation in the whole letter. <laughs> yeah, actually. the whole thing is just this one. Of, yeah. It's like when I'm reading something on Reddit and it's just this one huge wall of checks with no paragraph breaks. And I'm like, nope, exit. Yeah. <laughs> Not reading that. I was going to say, that's the right thing to do when you're on Reddit. <laughs> No, absolutely not. I Exit. will not read. I will not read it if it's like that on Reddit. <laughs> um, Got him. Take that, nerds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Koza Koza puts it. To, what do they use? Envelopes, scrolls, message I mean, cylinders. They, they use can, pigeons. You just you lick it and you attach it to the pigeon. Yeah, you well, just actually, stick it to a actually, pigeon. Actually, I guess if it is a, an express mail. Ooh, ooh, ooh what if it's. What if it's a automaton pigeons? <laughs> they took the They're pigeons' the jobs. jobs. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, like, attach it to an alligator. Robo pigeons. I don't think that would be as express as you think it would be. Yeah. Flying through the sky like, oh, oh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Actually, no. What if it's like little rocket, like, <laughs> like, kind of like little model rockets, but the they they just like launch them. Our letters. Okay. Our letters. So, so you're. Death. Your thought is that the postal service is run by homing missile? Yeah, yeah or I, the band uh, Air from France. Yeah, if you send an express message, so like that way, like randomly during the day, you'll be like, "You've got mail." I, wasn't Air the one that did "Sexy Boy"? Probably. <laughs> I'm trying to establish a ridiculous method of mail conveyance here. I mean, you all I, are talking about bands. Come on. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's never been a tangent about bands on this podcast. <laughs> never once. I, I love how your solution for express mail in a world of magic is let's attach explosives to it. Yeah. Uh, guys, it's 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 pigeons. They use pigeons. 
Mm. With rockets? Stool pigeons? Pigeons. Pigeons equipped with missiles. Yeah. <laughs> F-16 <laughs> pigeons. No, the, the, they, all they have all like, pigeons are equipped with missiles, depending uh, on how you want to consider the it. The pigeons are in little cockpits, and that's the guidance system. Is they fly yeah. the rocket. They're those little helmets yeah. and their little wings hold on to their little control yeah. panels. My god, the military industrial pigeon complex. <laughs> Guys, seriously, it's it's just pigeons. It's just normal herbs. Okay. So yeah, I, I send this I, I wrap it up and put it in the little canister that gets attached to a pigeon and the pigeon flies. Magical. All right. Uh, well, Koza has run off to do this adventure. Uh, Boat, you have returned to the group. Um, Again, seeing the sheafs of paper. What, about, what is all this? Looks like a prospectus or something. Oh, it's an even better prospectus than you could possibly prospect it to be. That's right. It's a fund... It's a fundraiser paper of employment for gainfully making kids have some money <laughs> what <laughs> it says it right here okay what, uh, what kind of employment is it um i do 10.99 <laughs> no i don't know alita said she's gonna read it and say it to me from what i can see this actually isn't a employ the children situation which Brings me a lot of relief, actually, because I was getting concerned. It, it appears that this is a fundraising method. Yeah. Where the product will be supplied without cost from this gentleman and the sales of it will just go straight to the orphanage. Yeah, that's how we that's how we broke it down. And I convinced him. I said you know what would be the best salespeople ever? Children. And he goes, what if I just give them money and then they don't have to do that? And I said, if you give a kid a fish, then he'll be happy for a day. But if you teach a man to kid give a kid fish, then he'll be happy for a lifetime. And he looked at me and he said, you, son, need a lot of help, which is why I'm going to help these kids. But he said it in a much higher pitched voice. He was also a, 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 a gnome. And he was very inventive and whimsical. You could practically see the whimsy. Okay. All right. And now you're caught up as I am. <laughs> okay. So we've got a benefactor who's giving merchandise to the kids so they can sell it and support themselves. That's my understanding so far. And how is though it does specifically say that the orphanage is responsible for the sales, not the children themselves. So, how does the guy make money off of this since he's just giving away products? Uh, it doesn't appear that he does. I told him, "What's better marketing than if the youth of the nation approve of your product?" Because if I sit there and I say I want to be a kid again, and I look at that kid, and that kid's eating your popcorn then I'm going to eat your popcorn. It's like the fountain of youth, except the fountain is money and the youth is popcorn. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe the kids can learn a trade from this, learn how to manufacture popcorn or something. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. It's at least a start. Maybe it'll get them business minded or something. Again, I, I'm not 
terribly convinced that this is the best method. I'm not sure it should be on the orphanage to recoup the losses from what appears to be a publicly funded situation instead of moving to a weird popcorn scheme. Yeah, I mean, you know, privatization of government. Take something the government was once doing and then have big business step in and uh, replace it and perhaps even do it better. You know, it's, you know, it's an interesting theory. I'll be curious to see how it plays out uh, in real life. Well, I worked I'm... very hard for this sponsorship and now I'm going to call it the golden kernel of prospectus. Because this is a word that Boat used and sounds smart. Boat, I'm, I'm starting to just wonder that any concept of regulation or governance or financial system, anything that you're interested in, I'm almost immediately suspicious of at this point. I mean, let's keep in mind here that I didn't come up with this idea. I didn't bring it to the table. I didn't put these sheafs of paper here. I just kind of want to see where it goes. Maybe Johannes has a good idea. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate the support. I feel like I did a lot of legwork here for somebody with very small legs. I just... Ugh. Well, short legs. My legs aren't small. I don't skip leg day. <sighs> Blessed Lord Alden, take care of this for me, please. Just, just bring my soul back into my body. Keep my brain from leaking out of my ears. Did you know that Koza's got a ghost tongue? Look at that ghost tongue. <laughs> He, he can't help himself. That flower is tasty. Koza, what did you go do? Uh, I I just um thought I would uh, write a quick letter. To your fiancé? What? No. <laughs> oh, oh. So, sorry. <laughs> so dismissive. Far, I, liked the, far, I liked the undertone of gross to that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I... Well, fine. See if I ask about how you're doing in your romantic life ever again. Oh, Question yeah. mark. <laughs> it's going to be about this point that Solinar is going to return. <laughs> Just poochying Solinar. It's like, whenever Solinar is not on the screen, characters need to be asking, where's Solinar? <laughs> Hi, uh, Solinar. Hey. Are we signing a big contract? Because it looks like we're about to sign a big contract. No, it no. doesn't say sign here anyway. Apparently, Johannes was able to get a proposal from a local businessman to provide the orphanage with product that they can flip for profit. Or eat. Oh, a sponsorship. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. They're sponsored by Big Pop now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a little distressed at the idea of like an orphanage, but painted on the broad side of one of its walls is brought to you by. <laughs> no, this is this is surprisingly common in a city like Tinkerhaven. Uh, this is capitalist dystopia you guys are turning my fantasy world into. Basically, I got an orphanage sponsorship soon. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this guy gets tax breaks from giving all of this merchandise to the orphanage. And then the orphanage can sell the merchandise at the same price they would normally sell that merchandise for. But people get to feel good about it because all the money's going towards raising money for kids. While simultaneously getting people hooked on the product that the orphanage is selling. 
And then what he'll do is he'll rotate his uh, limited edition flavors through the orphanage for a very, very limited period of time. And then he'll sell them at the main stores for a much longer period of time so that people can only get them there. It's honestly, it's brilliant marketing. I mean, I would understand that if they didn't have to travel like multiple leagues and cross a river. What? He's sending them to them. Yeah, I th- well, yes, but Cinder, if if he's trying to get customers, why would he advertise in a place that's he's expanding almost on the other side of the continent? He's trying yeah. to grow his brand and get more market share. Oh, this is yeah. Not only that, Alita, but we got rocket-powered pigeons. Pardon? Yeah, I didn't realize this was for Cinderdale. It well, it wasn't. What other orphanage do you think we're working oh. on getting the funding returned to? Never mind. It's for Cinderdale now <laughs> as well. It's for both. <laughs> well, that even that kind of makes sense because Cinderdale. There's a lot of people who travel through Cinderdale on their way to mm-hmm. Tinker Haven. So that's, <laughs> that's a big honestly, commuter city. <laughs> that works. That works even better because he can pay people who wouldn't have cargo who are headed back to Alaria to carry the popcorn to the orphanage. Then the orphanage sells the popcorn at normal rates, and then by the time they get to Tinkerhaven, they're like, oh no, we've run out of popcorn. So Where are we going to get more of this delicious popcorn from? Really need some salt to help me with this water. And meanwhile... Well, not only that, but you go to the Cinder... Why do you go to Cinderdale? Because there's entertainment. What do you need when you get entertainment? Like two bob tubs of popcorn with free refills at least. Yeah, Johannes has it in one. Mm-hmm. So, Koza sent a mysterious letter that he won't tell us to whom or for what. Uh, Solonar, did you find anything about your friend? Let Koza have personal mail. Jeez. I'm not saying I'd read it. It could be very saucy. You don't want to know, maybe. Alita stops. Alita looks at Koza. Alita looks back at Solonar and goes, probably not that one. Still waters run deep. Should I... Be writing saucy letters. You could yeah. perhaps, if you want to write saucy letters, Koza, <laughs> yes. you write saucy letters. Only the sauciest letters. To whom is he writing these saucy letters? Patreon. To- <laughs> wait, wait, who, who, who should I write? To my love, Patreon. Who, who should I write saucy letters to? Well, it depends on if there's somebody you'd like to write saucy letters to. I I would not recommend posting anonymous saucy letters into the mail because I think that gets weird pretty fast. I think you should write saucy letters to anyone $5 or above. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Romance with Koza. Only five dollars on our Patreon tier. I mean, honestly, I'd be, I'd be so all for this. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, um, I, you, uh, uh, what, 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 you, what, what are you wearing? <laughs> Here's a huge cheeseburger. <laughs> I, I found a non-saucy part of a journal, which is sort of like a letter. Uh, I think. I think Alyssa skipped town, and I think Locke figured that out and went after her because and he kind of pulls out the like scrawled on piece of paper that's clearly been torn. And he's like, this says that he was going to get on a ship and cross the Crescent Sea. So you can read that from this. Yeah, I think these kind of look like letters. These are definitely letters. Oh, OK, 
anyway, uh, my, my situation is apparently mobile, so I'll have to figure that out some other time. <laughs> okay, so what's our next move then? Well, it sounds like we need to go to Cinderdale and make sure that this orphanage is okay with being funded by selling popcorn. So we're going to go back to Alaria on foot. We're not going to hop a boat on the Crescent Bay. Uh, I mean, we can't stop in Cinderdale if we hop a boat on the Crescent Bay. No, we can't, but... We might be able to get on a smaller, like, rowing craft at Cinderdale and then row out to one of the larger craft crossing the Crescent Bay. Going, going on foot is fine. <laughs> we did it once, we can do it again. Actually, you guys did it. I, I, I came in and out of this plane of existence. The royal way. You were with us the whole time we crossed from Malaria into well, Tal- Like you. Yes, but I wasn't there for the whole Alaria chunk where you guys left the Glade of the Nymphs. Mm, that reminds me, I don't remember things very well. We should go over things at some point so that I have a better idea of God, what all we're talking about right now. It's yeah, we- actually a good idea. We should figure out what we're going to tell Lord Alden. Got to make sure we've got our stories straight so that our alibis Ooh. line up. We're going to see uh, no. Lord Shiny Butt. <laughs> For the last time, Johannes, that's like me calling soon Lord Shiny Butt. Ooh. Can we call him Lord Silvertail? I feel like soon would be okay with being called Lord Shiny Butt. I don't know if that's it's one just of me. It, it, it's one of her names. She has many. <laughs> yeah, Johannes is part of a very fringe branch of soon worship that just has the weirdest, like, the, the weirdest names for soon. Actually, quick, quick question kind of in that vein. Alita, how's your magic feeling? What magic? You... Well, when we were down in the Copper Temple, you didn't have a connection with Lord Alden, and so you couldn't do any of your magic stuff. And so now that we're out still of the Copper... What? Yeah, still can't. I can... I, I found that, like, some of the more nature-based stuff that I can do is still there. Like, I can still do the stuff with the trees and the forests and the, the plants that I've been able to find. You know however many plants are around this very paved city. But, no. I tried to... I, I can't do anything other than that. Hey, Sophia? Are you here? Usually am, listening to whatever's going on here. What... What would you charge us to whip up some healing potions? You know... For just in case. Experimental, how experimental are you willing to let me get? Uh, I mean, I'd rather they be largely functional and not give us squid face. Uh, that was one time. Yeah, it was a disturbing one time. All right, let me go see what I've got for ingredients. Does that mean you guys are leaving? Well, we've got to get back to Alaria and take part in the rest of our mission. Oh, I'll... I've quite enjoyed the company. It's It's been remarkably kind of you to let us stay here. Now, admittedly, we did exercise the ghosts from your home. So, you know, like... That was a help. That that definitely, I feel like I feel like we, we worked for our stay. Uh, but I also, you know, it's been very nice to have just a, a landing place. Anytime we come back from our 
mischievous adventures around Tinkerhaven. Well, like I said, it's been nice to have the company. I've... I've missed having friends. Should... Should Koza send you saucy letters? Uh, pardon? Koza, do you want to send Sophia saucy letters? Is that... Um... Um... This is not a ship that had any established base. <laughs> what... What are you, you talking, talking about, about? A port city? We're so far away from the ocean. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, I, I'm more confused. Okay, well, uh, maybe you and me both, buddy. I don't know. I, it just seemed like the topic of the time. So now that whatever that was uh, has just resulted, Sophia's going to head out and go downstairs uh, to check what she can make you guys for potions. So, let's actually figure this out. What do we tell Lord Alden? there i want to take a moment while i'm out here enjoying the scenery to thank some of you amazing people who make this production and many more like it possible stellar compadres like bridget the wise kyle wendling the clever caitlin allen the ferocious melissa sweeney the cunning her majesty the avial queen and Jonathan Cedillo, the brave. Thank you all, truly. And I'll leave you all with a pardon phrase from my homeland, save for only the dearest of friends. May your lives grow to fit your hearts, and wonders flow in times apart. Thank you. I don't mind either way. I'm sending it to all. If I could, I could might even be able to get a sponsorship for every orphanage on this continent. <laughs> this like, is me and him. I like how you said really, orphanage. <laughs> we're good friends. That's, that's what that's what they call uh, dog pounds in Tinkerhaven. Okay. Uh, orphanages. Guys, guys, if it's if it's using the country to the north of here, is it an uh, orphan 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 var? <laughs> I got there eventually. I knew you'd land it. I never had any doubts. <laughs> if an Thank alien you, lands in Virian and is homeless, then they have to go to an alphanage. <laughs> Listeners, you can't hear that, but everybody uh. on the call was smiling when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear those smiles.